If you would love to create a transformational and successful coaching business, but you don't know where to start or how to make this a full-time career, then my new certification program, Influential Coach, is for you. There is no other four-month live online mastermind like this. I'm going all in, guns blazing on this one with you to skyrocket your coaching career and personal brand online. You will learn the frameworks I personally use for rapid transformational coaching so you can support your clients to achieve their dreams no matter where they are in life. You will also learn how to authentically brand and market yourself as a coach so you can stand out from the rest and build a career of freedom and fulfillment. Spots are limited and this is an application only program. So if you're serious about finally committing to building a successful career in transformational coaching, then head over to imjoelbrown.com slash coach and apply today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Paul O'Mahony, who is an international entrepreneur, author, product creator, and public speaker who specializes in digital marketing and wealth creation through social media. Very much needed in this time. A lot of people now are really looking at building online businesses and online brands. And I personally have uh, witnessed Paul teaching the techniques, the strategies, and everything he knows are on a summit that we held recently. He's going to be jumping on the Addicted to Success Summit that's coming up May 22nd to May 24th in the US, May 23rd to May 25th in Australia and New Zealand. I cannot wait for you to experience Paul, but what we're going to do today is we're going to dive in deep with Paul for you to understand how he has really tapped into this incredible space of social media, business branding and marketing, and how he's been able to really up-level his wealth and teach tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of people around the world how to do the very same thing. So Paul O'Mahony, thank you so much for joining us on the Addicted to Success podcast. Thank you, Joel. So happy to be here and very honored to be asked. Yeah, man. I, I just love your, your vibe, man. You've got this really down to earth vibe to you. And you know, I think a lot of people in the branding and marketing space they can have this temptation to start going for the heavy significance and the big numbers and everything else. And I just love how you're, you're, I can tell you're so about service contribution and really having an impact in this world. Can you tell me, man, what is it about this space that you're in right now that excites you most? Well, can I, can I check that our, your bank transfer has come through first to pay for this, right? Yummy <laughs> 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 on that one. <laughs> love it. Um, well, I mean, thank you so, again. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, the, the key thing here, you know, and I, I know there's going to be a vast uh, range in the type of people listening to you here today, but ultimately social media for me is like a gramophone, a megaphone. You know, it, it, it gives you a voice. And if you're shy about your voice in the first place, you're going to shy away from it. Or if you're overly bearing and, you know, people tend to move away from you in closed spaces, the same is going to happen on social media. The main thing that I think people can learn from me, I hope, when it comes to social media is how to use social media better to listen, to actually listen to what people are asking for. Uh, Change the whole vibe around. As I say with social media, social media has a me and two eyes in it. Like if you actually look at the words, it's got a me and two eyes. And that's the trap that most people fall into. They make it all about me, 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 I, 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 rather than actually this is a place where if you just listen and learn how to listen, what other people are looking for and how you can serve them, everything changes. And I, 
I mean, you've heard the quotation hundreds of times from Zig Ziglar that you can have anything you want if you would just help other people get what they want. And if you start from that core place, which is ultimately a core place of service, rather than what do I want out of this? How do I want to project my views, my ideas onto the world? You're going to make the world so much easier for you. And ironically, Joel, I don't even like social media. Right? And, you know, it's, uh, I, love, I love what it's done for my life, but I'm not a, I don't get up in the morning and check what's going on in other people's lives and what's happening and who posted a picture of their dinner last night, which is what social media is to most people. But the thing is, people wanted to learn about it. People wanted to know about Twitter. They wanted to know about Facebook. I didn't know any of these, thing, these things. I wanted to teach about personal development. But when I actually appreciated that, you know what? People want to know how to use social media to get uh, more clients into their business, how to improve their branding. I decided, well, you know what? It's not going to take a whole lot. This is back in 2009 to learn more than other people. And, you know, that was the route that I started down and ended up through the service that I provide, actually teaching the things that I wanted to do all along, which was in helping people and break through their fears and overcoming their mindset issues, the, the BS, the, you know, the belief systems that they've inherited from their parents and their surroundings. So, you know, if, if you can sit back and look at your business and, you know, rather than thinking about social media and what can I get out of this, it's, well, how can I serve others? What do they want? Because social media is one huge vehicle for people to complain about the biggest problems in their lives. And if you start to listen and match up services with what they're complaining about, your world is about to change. <laughs> I, I vibe with this so much. There's so much noise out there and you've got to really have this, this way of determining, okay, what here is really a pain point and a problem. And what solution do I get to bring to the table? Right. I saw a quote the other day. It says for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction plus a social media overreaction. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and there is, you know, a lot of noise and, and also even just with people presenting them, their products and services too. I think people get to a point where they are very skeptical. I know as a speaker and as a coach myself, a lot of people nowadays are trying to outdo each other with the content they're creating and they, and they're like watching what the Gary Vaynerchuk's are doing and you know, the Lewis Howes and people like that. And they're like, Oh, I just need to pump out more and more content, more and more content. But in that experience, we've got to be very careful of not just trying to be better than someone else, but actually going back and going, what makes me actually different? Like, what is it that I get to offer that's unique and then creating a system that you're able to, re to turn into this repeatable uh, system that then you're able to get some result for it. What do you see as a great system when it comes to social media, branding and marketing for those that are putting out products and services? Um, so a, a great system with social media, right? Um, well, it very much depends on the outcome that you're looking for. However, like to speak in general terms, um, I say, to, you know, ironically, you know, I go very much against a lot of the common uh, thoughts and themes around social media, hence the, the whole idea of the book, Rethink Social Media. And, and that is that rather than trying to outproduce people and, and try and keep coming up with content, which we know is challenging, um, there's only so many things you can talk about, right? Or, until eventually you, you keep sounding like a, a broken record, constantly repeating the same tune. For me, it's using it as a system to, to keep looking for the perfect people, like you said, Joel, that vibe with you, 
that you're, you're, you are, everybody obviously knows they're unique and there's a, a certain thing about you that people will resonate with. And for me, I like to use social media as a mechanism that you're almost like a, a, a going fishing where, you know, the ocean is full of all types of different types of fish. But if you don't know what type of fish is the perfect fish that's looking for uh, to, to swim in your pond, you're going to find it very difficult. And what I do is I use social media as a mechanism to, and, I, and this isn't rocket science, but to put some form of bait out there or some form of free report, free gift, free access to something where you're inviting them to move out of the noise of social media and move into the privacy of a communication channel with you, uh, like email or primarily email, so that finally you control the, the, the communication channel. Because when, when you're competing on social media, you're, we're going to lose. I mean, if you've got Gary Vaynerchuk putting out 67, 68 pieces of content per day, um, and that's what's considered the norm, and you, you know, you're meant to work 18 hours a day, et cetera, et cetera, you know, that's only for a certain type of audience, and that will only um, engage a certain type of person. But for me, if, if you just use it to find out what people want and then just give it to them. I know it sounds so obvious, but it, move them over, collect their contact details, build a relationship, let them know that you care um, in, in the platform in which uh, you have this much easier mechanism. I know email, people might say it's overcluttered and email is dead, but I've been told that email is dead since I started 10 years ago. But it is a much easier format than to introduce them to your podcast, to introduce them to uh, you and how you can serve them on an ongoing basis. So I would, I would get some content out there, maybe two to three posts a day, you'd be doing extremely well, but with the purpose behind it. What is the purpose? Finding your tribe, finding your group, moving people out of the noise into your communication channel. Don't do your selling on social media, move them into like your database where you can sell in private. Because if we constantly look at everybody else, it's, you're never going to be happy. You'll never feel like you're doing enough, being enough, know enough, et cetera, et cetera. So the systems I would use is just simply find out at the start of the year, what is your theme for the year? How are you going to serve people this year? And then chunk it down into 12 months and give something away each month, something different. Give people a different reason to come join you in what you have to say about that particular topic. And if they, if they want to upgrade and they want to purchase products from you or other people who have similar type of products that don't compete with you, it, it works because people trust you. Because they, they as I said, you know, you're starting off from a place where people don't know you at all. So you're running advertising. And, and that's a huge chunk of what we do on social media is that initial attraction, that standing out, that um, putting a message out there that the right person is going to uh, vibe with, as you say. And the, for me, if you're not running ads and not getting access to this cold traffic, you're missing out, I think, on the biggest opportunity of social media. Um, when everybody is tightening up in the current economy, um, that's the time to be in here where ads are 30% off right now on Facebook even alone. So if you, if you con see, continue to have this machine with social media that every day you're running your ads, you know your numbers, and it doesn't sound very sexy, but I mean, that's what works. How much are you spending per day? What's it costing you per lead? What is your, your uh, immediate upsell? Uh, is it covering the cost of your ads? And then how, what is the long time customer value of that lead for you, um, then you stop focusing on having to 
you know, where enough is never enough to just, okay, I've, I'm using this as a machine. I don't care if Facebook stops working or Twitter stops working or Instagram stops working. We just switch channels. We move to YouTube. We move to TikTok. We move to Snapchat. We move to wherever we can find our ideal clients. And once we continue to use it in that way, uh, keep your, your own people warm, but constantly going fishing for the newer type of person who is looking to be served in some way from somebody like you. Yeah. Amen to that, brother. So I teach a framework, right? And I believe that this framework is, is one that anyone can follow in order to be able to really create uh, a, a huge move in this world, right? A movement. There's three stages. The first one is certainty. You must increase your certainty, right? And have that conviction first. The second one is influence. If I've got certainty, it increases my influence. And then from influence, it then breeds impact. Because if I have influence, I can then enroll others in my vision and we have worldwide impact. If we were to go back to the first stage of that framework there, how, how did you personally build your certainty within yourself to put yourself out there? Because I think a lot of people right now that are listening to this are like, oh, getting on a Facebook Live is scary. Or I don't know my message or webinars are scary to me because I, you know people, everyone's going to see me. What if all these people join? So how did you work through this process and how can we apply some maybe some strategies or tools or new ways of thinking that you have uh, implemented into your life? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely correct. You know, overcoming the biggest demon, which is, which is your own gremlins, is, is critical to success in any area. You know, it's the, the famous saying, you know, if you, if you say you can or you can't, you're correct. And yeah. for me, I guess, in some ways, I could say you could say I was lucky in that, you know, I, I worked in a corporate job for nine, for 10 years, right? I mean, I was the Irish skeptic. I went to an event about how to make money on the internet and just was laughing at the speakers and everything is awesome and high five and massage your, the neighbor next to you. You know, we're Irish. We don't touch our own family. We were doing social dis. We, we, we were doing social distance naturally before we were forced to do this in other countries, you know, and we, we were coming from this place of anything that sounded too good to be true probably was. And so to, to actually go from that space to then suddenly having the certainty to going, you know what, this is, this is for me, this is going to work. Um, the, the odds were stacked against me, I would have to say. And it, look, the first thing was I spent money on myself. I invested in the fact that I had no knowledge about this kind of thing. I had no background in mindset. It wasn't a thing that I had particularly focused on. Um, and I had no experience in social media, never had a business, never been an entrepreneur. In fact, taught entrepreneurs were losers, pretty much. That was my, that, that was my view of the world. <laughs> um, so there was a big transition that needed to happen. So what I ended up doing was, number one, uh, investing in three separate programs from three separate gurus about how to make money on the internet, which that gave me a level of certainty because I had a coach. It's like when every time you get out of shape, you know that if you get a personal trainer, you suddenly naturally inherit their confidence because I was surrounded by people who had never achieved what I wanted to achieve. So naturally you're going to doubt yourself. But the moment you start to surround yourself by people who have got where you want to go. And secondly, if you invest in them, so then by, you know, purely by the active economics, they then need to invest time back into you. You suddenly, that certainly gave me a massive certainty around the internet because I'd seen their results and maybe I was a bit naive, maybe I was a bit green, but I said, well, if they can do it, then so can I. And at the same time, I went down this mindset journey because when I went to those first two workshops, the name Tony Robbins 
repeatedly came up. So I, I went to one of his conferences and, and that was a, a game changing experience, which I, I'll speak a lot more in a lot more detail about on the summit. But um, one of the big learnings that I had from that uh, subsequent to that was backing yourself, believing in yourself. And Jack Canfield says, you know, what other people think of me is none of my business. I actually printed that out and put it in every mirror in my home at the time. And I constantly looked at that because I finally appreciated that that was the biggest, it wasn't technical, it wasn't lack of interest or lack of knowledge. It was actually worrying about what other people thought about me from morning to night. And ironically, I wasn't even aware that I did that. You know, I, I could spot it in other people, which is always a sign that you have it in yourself and you just haven't accepted it. But, you know, it was an obsession of mine. What would other people think if I quit my job? What would other people think if I was a success? Or what would other people think if I was a failure? So I constantly repeated that to me, to myself over and over again. What other people think of me is none of my business. And funnily enough, with my clients, when I say that, you just see people desperately rushing to pick up their pen and to take that down. Even though these are grown-ups, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s, they, they may have heard it before, but it wasn't going in. But most people I find are completely hamstrung by, they don't even get to why they should or should not do something because there's so many other people that they need to please first in terms of what will they think about this. And they, they, the metaphor I use is the driving one where, I mean, you know, if you only start to learn to drive as a 30 year old, you're screwed. It's going to take you years. Why? Well, because when you're on the road, you're worried about the strangers behind you who don't know who you are, who cannot see you, but you're worried that they're driving a little bit too slow because you're slowing them down, or you're worried about hitting people on either side of the road or hitting the car in front of you. As a kid, you know, if you're a 12-year-old, you're going to get in the car, you're going to turn the keys, and you're going to, you're going to start driving. You're not bothered about the, what other people are going to think. You're focused on how is this going to excite you? How is this going to fast track your journey, your life to your goals, which is in your case as a child escape from your parents. But most of us, when we make that escape, we don't know what to do because we haven't been given the tools that arm us to allow us to have certainty in certain areas and be humble to know that we, we lack knowledge in all areas. And the wiser you get, the more you realize the, how little you know. But the one thing you can learn is that there's always somebody out there who knows more than you in that area. And if you reach out to them, if you ask them for help, most people are willing to provide that, that information to you and help you to that next level. So that was a combination of those things, I would say, the technical skills, but more than anything, the mindset side. And that's why I constantly go back to that in my teachings about marketing is that forget what you, what you want, forget your product. You know, product isn't the business product is not a business. People are in the business of buying better outcomes, of buying solutions in their lives. And we need to figure out what is it that drives their emotional buying decisions? Why are people spending more money this week and currently than they've ever done before on the internet? What is it that drives that money behavior? Which of their values are up top in terms of physical health, financial uh, literacy, spirituality, social, mental, vocational, family, fun, you know, as, as, as John Martini talks about the seven areas. Um, because once you start to know what other people value, you now have a clear prescription of exactly what you need to provide to them. And I say it to people in marketing, this is where you get your certainty from, is that knowing that other people on this planet are wired to spend their money. It's the only thing I've seen across all cultures, all countries, and all continents, that 
We have absolute discipline in one area more than anything else. It's not health. It's not wellness. It's in making sure that your money leaves your bank account on a specific day every month, just in case you forget to spend it. It's automated. It's going out. You've got your standing orders. You've got your direct debits. Even if you're hit by a bus in the meantime, your money is still going to leave your bank account. These are the certainties that are out there that we can deal in once we become aware of them. And this is what starts to fill or started to fill me with certainty and my clients with certainty when you work with the certainties that are out there rather than focusing on the uncertainties. People will always have problems and people will continue to spend all of their money to solve their problems in this perpetual pursuit of happiness or whatever it looks like for them. So how can we jump into that river of certainty where the money is flowing in one specific way and, it, and you know, completely immerse ourselves in that place? Because if you understand that if you're like the, the salmon trying to jump against the flow and you're trying to promote your product and push your view of the world onto others, you're making life a whole lot more difficult than it needs to be. But if you deal in certainties and appreciate that people are not going to buy what they need 90% of the time, they're going to buy what they want. Well, let's figure out how do we give that to them? How do we um, deal in these senses of certainties, which is actually extremely easy to do because wherever you are on the planet, people want to be healthier, wealthier, and happier. So make it simpler for yourself. Give yourself the certainty in knowing that human behavior is the same thing over and over again. Sheeple, we're, we're, we're dumb as a group. You know, we act as sheeple individually. We're intelligent, but your marketing you know, it needs to be able to factor that into both that you're, you're, you're dealing with groups and you're dealing with individuals, but you are dealing in certainties and just focus on what you're sure about because that will for sure start to bring certainty into your bank account and you'll start to see the accumulation of wealth as your value is uh, backing these certainties and giving people what they're looking for. Yeah, I love this. It sounds like you've been doing this for quite a while and just really looking at the feedback that's coming through from your customers, from your clients, from your students and going, how can I best craft this so that I can bring to them the best results? So I just, I really love that, man. When it comes to influence, let's talk about that. That's the second stage, right? So the influence is when you come into a room and you're the most certain person in that room, you have influence. But then influence in itself when it comes to social media and branding and marketing, how do we influence them? Let's say someone can see that you're confident. What yeah. else is required? Is it having the perfect sales script? Uh, is it having the as featured on Forbes Inc. and Entrepreneur on there? Or what is it? So, I mean, influence is different for different people, obviously. You need to know, ultimately, who do you want to influence? Um, we, we all have influences in various spheres of our lives. You might be a huge influencer at home in the family while you might be dis, you know, invisible at work or you may be a huge influencer at work but uh, disappear once you get home. Um, so what do, what do you need to do, to do that? Well, for me, firstly, I think if you're choosing to be an influencer, that's almost, it might sound a bit strange, but that's almost a mistake you're kind of chosen to be an influencer by your followers and followers follow certainty. Like you mentioned, leaders, people who stand for something, people who have a vision, a clear vision, and their mission is to go and do whatever they need to do to continue on their journey to that vision. And that for me, if you have certainty around a vision, 
and where you are going towards, you will naturally influence on others because most people are massively lacking in clarity around what they want out of life. So in some particular areas, that vision might be within a niche area where you're specifically an influencer in that area. But it, it also is on a global scale where if you have clarity on vision and mission, people are naturally going to be attracted towards you because they lack that in their own lives, but they like to buy in to what they feel that you have because they want that certainty, like you said. They want to be able to, to resonate in that way where you, you just know by that person there's a, an amazing, like with, with influencers, what I look for is this amazing combination of um, certainty, uh, humility, and uh, then ability to share that message with others in, in a very succinct way. And, and you leave an impact. If you, you make somebody feel better than they were before they'd had that conversation. That you, you've, you've actually been talking quite a bit and you, re, you actually at the same time think, hang on, I've just been influenced even though I was doing most of, most of the speaking. That's the sign of somebody who, I was just watching um, The Last Dance with Michael Jordan last night. I mean, what an example of an influencer. And I'm only on to, I think, the fourth episode, but um, Scottie Pippen started talking about how Michael Jordan truly became the most amazing player towards the end of his career because he said his only objective in the game was to win. It changed. He wanted to be the number one influencer to that they would end up winning. So he would just decide in the game where he was needed. Was he going to defend more? Was he going to pass more? Was he going to score more? And he said it was incredible to watch. He said this guy was playing a different game to us on the same court at the exact same time. He was there to influence ultimately the outcome, which was winning and losing. The rest were there worrying about their stats, their scores, which for me is like a, an influencer worrying about the content they're going to put out there. You know, what, 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 you know, what are my views going to be today? How many are going to engage? How many are you going to share? Rather than what is that overall vision that you have certainty on, that you're driving towards. Uh, like Forrest Gump, when he's running across the US, became an influencer, you know, without needing to be, but he gave a purpose to people. He seemed to have certainty in what he was doing. And all of us, and Joel, I'm sure you're included in this, we all started off in a massive uh, space of doubt and uncertainty. But when you start taking yeah. those first few steps, it just seems to naturally happen that with every step forward, with every day that passes, you become more and more certain in that area that you're putting more time, more focus, more energy into. And, you know, people will naturally vibe with you, as I say, as long as you have an overall vision, because so many people lack this in their lives. That's why so, people, so many people are miserable and take to drugs and alcohol, etc., because these addictive substances are usually taking the place of lack of clarity or focus or mission in lives. And if you look at, I mean, to go deep yeah. on all of this is the, the health, then the, the top four killers, you know, in terms of cancer and um, heart disease, et cetera, all these are culminating from dis-ease with oneself, where you're stressed most of the time, where you're running the wrong race, where you're, you're chasing the ball or the money rather than using the ball or the money as an enabler to score goals. Most people lack clarity, don't have goals, don't have a focus for their lives, and they feel like they're getting busier and busier. And then your smartphone, and this is where social media comes in, um, you, you, you spend that time looking at others influencing you. You know, I mean, I'm sure most people sitting at home right now listening to this are guilty of having their smartphone within 12 inches from their hands, and they're about to be influenced by somebody else. You're not waiting for a phone call from you, a text from you, a WhatsApp from you. It's somebody else with clearer goals than you who is looking to influence you to assist them in achieving their goals faster. 
So the moment you get clarity mm-hmm. on your goals and how they fit into a bigger picture or not and get certain around it, you will naturally become an influencer. And if it, is, if it has a broad spectrum of um, attraction within it, you will start to become a bigger influencer in that particular sphere. Sorry, it's a very drawn out answer, but it no, is a big this is question. great. No, nah, man, this is great. And so much of what you were sharing really resonates with me because I've been living in my 10-year vision for 10 years and I achieved my 10th year within <laughs> six. I, I keep pushing my vision out another year. I keep crafting it, right? And it keeps evolving and transforming. Yeah. And you're right. Like when I can clearly articulate my vision to the world, the right people start showing up. There's just something about it. I, I love that you said like a lot of people don't know what their vision is. They don't, they don't have clarity. So then they will just kind of latch onto somebody else's vision or let other people's small minded vision be projected into their space and they adopt it instead of choosing their own. So I love that you hit on that. So important. I was in a conversation with my friend, this is maybe a couple of months back and we're basically saying that trying to be famous on Instagram is basically the same thing or similar to wanting to be rich in monopoly right it's like it's there and the results there but it but like there's not much meaning and depth in it right and so the same thing with the the vision conversation that you were saying i think the really awesome thing about the vision is it brings meaning to your life because it Mm -hmm. reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing and especially in a time like this like coronavirus and you know covid or whatever it's going on there are times where you know you could easily get dragged into the media and get angry about things or frustrated and i've found myself personally in that space too just going like why are we being lied to and you know what's the agenda what's happening here and and whenever i go back to my vision when i'm feeling like that it brings me back into okay well what can i control in my immediate space and why am I doing what I'm doing? And can I even make my vision more meaningful, which then ultimately leads us to this next place of impact, you know, because we were in certainty and then we moved to impact. And I love that you mentioned the story of Michael Jordan. It's funny. I was thinking not long ago, isn't it crazy how like so many people rock Michael Jordan shoes and t-shirts and pants, you know, he's apparel and it has his logo on it of him, you know, jamming. I think he's jumping in the air with his legs spread with the ball in his hand. And so many people wear this around the world, but they don't wear it just because of Michael Jordan. It's what he represents, which is discipline. And you need discipline in order to be able to increase your certainty, to go through the tough times, to break through your limitations. But you also need it to re- be able to really sit down, to, to map out your vision, to have influence. And then to have impact, so many people say, I want to impact the world. I want to save the world. The question is, but wait, do you need to save yourself first? Because some people will try and do this whole impact piece to bring meaning to their life and they're, by, they're trying to bypass the certainty and the influence part. <laughs> they're trying yeah. to kind of hack it and shortcut it. What I love about what you're doing is you've got to a space where at the start of this conversation, you said that you're also going to be serving uh, kids and teaching kids how to manage their money and how to invest their money and how to have true impact, which I love. I love that you're getting them early. Can we break this part down here? Because let's say someone's increased their certainty. They've got influence. They're selling their products. They're selling their services. They've got, you know, whatever it is, money coming in to be able to fund their dreams. And now they can create impact at a wider scale. What do we do with this? Again, huge question. Thank you. Um, so what do we do with this? Well, let, let, let me kind of break this into a, a number of different areas, right? So 
you, you just as we f- you finished there said right you've you've got the trimmings of success now right you've got your product you've got your service you feel like you're you're up and running money is possibly starting to flow in so you still got to realize at this point and this is where um, I constantly come from this perspective. You may have all these trimmings of success, but you could be still massively um, over-influenced by the, the trimmings of success within normal society. You've gone through your educa- the educational process. You've got the letters after your name, which, you, which gives you a certain level of significance. But I remember the first time I heard that uh, at a conference that um, the letters after your name, we believe are a true measure of wealth. But ultimately, the numbers in your bank account are a much better measure of wealth than letters after your name and the qualifications that you've received through the old school educational system, which means if you have gone down that normal journey for most people, you probably have the college debt, the, the, only, um, the only loan you can never declare bankruptcy on is your student loan. You probably have the mortgage coming from the word mortier, meaning to die, death, uh, debt until death, right? Talk about a a difficult proposal to sell unless you change the language to to Latin and suddenly mortgage sounds more attractive until debt until you die. So people are probably in that situation where they may well be ignoring the fact that they've got a 30 or 40 year life sentence financially in terms of this home that they believe is an asset, that they've got this card or fancy car for their family, which is actually also a liability. And then they're trying to uh, overcome these challenges by working on this other thing that the thing is going to be the, the be all and end all. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is if you're going chasing this impact through that one area and ignoring the fundamentals that are sitting there literally at home every evening when you get home, you are still going to end up stressed and wondering, well, I, I thought I did all the things that I read the book on positive thinking. Why do negative things continue to show up in my life? Because you haven't taken care of the most impactful things, which is the lower levels. Have you understood? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Joel, you're about to say something there? No, I was just saying, yeah, like I totally agree. Yeah, okay. So um, once you get those in place, and you, I totally buy into what you said about, you know, hey, how do I impact on the planet when, when people haven't figured out themselves, right? They want to skip past those things and go, no, no, it's, I, I want to I be a billionaire and I want to impact on the planet. Well, let's start with understanding how to manage the basics on a day-to-day basis. How do we figure those things out? So for, for me, we're, that's why we're working with children and teens is because at, at the workshops I used to do for adults, um, some parents started to bring their kids and these kids were making literally hundreds of dollars in a few hours just by following the same processes that adults were questioning. And I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I want to put myself out there. Uh, you know, the, the things that we talked about at the start of this. And as we grow up, we learn uh, you know, our model around money has always been, okay, let's win the lottery, right? And we have a lottery execution winning plan that, you know, when 85% of people that win the lottery end up losing it. And they know they didn't lose their novelty check walking down the streets. They, they executed the plan that they had since they were kids that they inherited from their parents around what I will do if I win the lottery and have my big day. The impact I will have is I'm going to go out and spend everything I make and give the rest to charity so I can still get to heaven because rich people don't get to heaven. And all these belief systems that we have, they're still uh, uh, sitting there under the surface and they will constantly uh, tox- or toxify anything that you're looking to do from a global impact sense until you start to impact on that private domestic level and get your, 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 your ship in order your, your ducks in a row, all these t- metaphors that we hear of. So 
I believe if we help kids from a young age learn that money isn't just about what you can get with it, but what you can give, how you can help others. We have the BMI index that, I mean, we know as adults, but we're using this BMI um, measure for kids as well, where it's business, money, impact in that order. So business means you provide value. Money will come to you to the level that you provide value to others. And impact will be measured by the level of wealth that you have so that you can actually impact on the rest of the people around the world. And I think when people get those, um, that sequence in the correct order, it starts to really set them up for success for life because all of these areas can be mastered. And um, I truly believe that most people don't know what that vision is or that impact is that they can have because to begin with, they've been told by their parents what to do. That, and we believe as parents or have believed as parents that, well, you need to follow this process. You go to school, you do well in your exams, you go to college, you get yourself a permanent job, which aren't so permanent anymore. And you follow this process. That's what you need to do. Get yourself a mortgage quick, quick, because you've got a new partner now. And even though there's a 50% chance of divorce because of lack of money, even though uh, you know, people don't stay in jobs longer anymore, even though uh, you've a $37,000 average uh, college loan that you're going to graduate with, even though you're going to spend $600,000 on interest alone on debt in a lifetime, we continue to, sit, to move forward on this ship together as one, holding hands but nobody sees that it's the Titanic except for a few people in the lifeboats going off in different directions that everybody else says is crazy. But the problem is when you, when you live in a madhouse and you're surrounded by crazy people, nobody thinks they're crazy. So we're measuring our sanity based on the insanity of those around us. And we continue to repeat those same habits over and over again. And then to overcome that, we think, let's just have an impact on the planet. Yeah, let's, let's go do this. Let's go march and let's, let's buy into somebody else's vision or something that sounds kind of cool temporarily. But you're never going to stick with that. You're never going to truly make that impact unless you get back to your core, as far as I'm concerned at least, and deliver. If you can find that sweet spot between what you love to do and what others want. It's there. It absolutely is there. There's, there's a reason why you're on the planet. And it's that discovery of figuring out, well, what is that combination for me of what I love to do and what others love to, to spend their money on? Because as soon as you start to do that, I mean, I started out helping people with money make more money. And people said, well, well what about the people without money? I said, well, I'm gonna, I have a foundation for that. Where That's where I help uh, kids that are less well off around the world, but I wouldn't have had that unless I made the impact financially first by solving a meaningful problem that people have day to day rather than, uh, you know, skipping forward saying, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that impact thing without putting in the groundwork. We have to put some work into this. We have to add value between our own ears first. Otherwise, you're going to end up very much like a parrot repeating something that you heard on social media that sounded really clever and by an influencer, and now you by default think that's the mode forward. Uh, well, I can be an influencer if I just say enough of the smart things over and over again, and if I listen to it enough, um, I'm going to make an impact. You may do temporarily, but ultimately you'll be found out that you're probably not in pursuit of something that you truly want. You've inherited it from somebody else, and you, you'll feel that yourself. You'll feel unfulfilled. And the, interestingly, um. A, a joint venture partner of mine, just after his 60th birthday, uh, completely lost eyesight in one of his eyes, completely lost his vision in one of his eyes over about a seven day period. And, you know, he started to get um, to see the top specialists in the UK around this. And the news wasn't good. It was like, there's nothing we can do to bring it back. 
and he was desperate, so he went to a, a different place to his norm, let's say, to a more holistic uh, perspective, a holistic doctor. And she said to him, I have a feeling, Andrew, that you potentially are very, very focused and quite monopolar in your view of the world. And I'm going to guess probably just around business and money at, at the detriment of the other areas in your life, like health, like relationships, et cetera. And, and he said he couldn't believe he was hearing this from somebody who's there looking at your eye. And she said, what I would do is I would, I would shrink down your business. I would move out by the beach. I would uh, sell off all that you can and just start to see the balance in your life and start to see how impact doesn't have to come from those two specific areas alone. And now, I mean, you could call it coincidence or what, I'm not so sure, but his eyesight came back completely within three months back to that eye without doing any treatments whatsoever, but because he went back to his true self and found his true vision and what his true impact would be that it didn't have to be just chasing the, the, the trimmings of wealth and money and business because the, that, that's a dangerous journey where if you're constantly just comparing yourself to everybody else, there is always the next level up and you never feel that you're truly happy, that you're never making a big enough impact, that there's always the next area. And that creates its own form of disease within itself. So constantly bring it back to yourself and ask yourself the, uh, the, the most meaningful question of all is, what do I want? What would my perfect day look like? What would my perfect day look like if money was taken care of? Because yes, most of us will end up in a beach, we'll say drinking pina coladas and so on, but you will get bored of that and you will want to make an impact. And if you really start to think about it, if you did have all the money in the world, what would you spend your time at? Where would you put your resources? You will start to figure out where you truly want to make an impact on that planet, on this planet. And then working backwards from that, well, if that's what I want to do, that's the impact I want to make, it's probably a lot closer than you think. It's probably so much closer than you think, but at least then you have a clarity on a vision, on a goal, goals that you can break down from that. The difference between you know, a dream and a goal is having a plan, but knowing where you'd like to end up will make things so much easier for you. And then just like Joel said, he continues to change his every 10 years. I created my 10-year vision then there was two years of kind of uncertainty. And then I said, you know what? I'm breaking my own rules. I need to go and create a brand new 10-year. I'm, I'm almost acting as if I've outgrown the power of goals and impact and knowing what I want. So I need to sit down. I'm at a new place in my life and I need to plan out where I'm going to be in 2028. And that suddenly gave, got me back on focus, back on track in terms of what is this meaningful impact I want to make out there on the planet? And what why do I want to do this? Am I still chasing significance? Am I still truly doing this to, to, to look good in front of other people? Am I missing those lessons that I started at the start of the podcast talking about, uh, um, you know, what other people think of me is none of my business, but maybe, maybe that's still snuck in there. Is that why I'm doing this? Because I want people to think I'm great. So it's this constant journey that we're always on and this constant question, you know, the quest of the ion, the charged particle on a journey through life. And, and focusing on, well, look, on this journey, I can focus on making an impact and looking at, I've only got between today and the rest of my life to, to enjoy this planet as best as possible, or I can get sucked into the low energy and focus on the things that I don't have, the things that, the problems that other people have in their lives, passing judgment on others, projecting my values onto others. And that, that floats straight into your business and straight into your content and straight into your potential influence. And so if you don't address the cores, the, the, the core areas and learn how you can become grateful, 
how you can become enthusiastic, full of love and full of inspiration for your purpose, your vision, your mission in life. If you get those things in order, and it doesn't take years, it just takes a little bit of introspection, looking at what comes from within to inspire, to breathe in, what comes from within, rather than motivational factors, things that are coming outside of you, external factors that are temporarily getting you to do things that you don't really want to do because they're low on your values, right? So it's spending that time and ultimately, believe me, you're going to have no problem influencing people when you have certainty around why you're here. But it takes going back to that inner child of yours and remembering the joy, the wonder and all that you had with every day that there was until eventually the systems started to churn us down and, and stop us from questioning things and stopping us from asking and pursuing goals and dreams that we were just told we couldn't do after a period of time. Wow. You're in that fire flow right now. <laughs> I love the wisdom oozing out of you there, Paul. Amazing stuff, mate. Amazing stuff. Yeah, I think the, the theme of what you were sharing there in that conversation was to never sacrifice your true authentic alignment and to always stay in that creation, right? That, not that childish creation, but that childlike creation to continue to, to build something of value to share with others and show that you care along the way. So thank you so much for the wisdom, man. Amazing stuff. Now, Paul, uh, how can we find you online? Um, I would say the best thing to do is to, to certainly sign up to the uh, Success Summit um, uh, because I, I will have a, an opportunity to, to share more about uh, myself and what I do on that, the Addicted to Success Summit. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, um, I, I love Twitter to this day. So you can, it's just my, my name, Paul O'Mahony, P-A-U-L-O-M-A-H-O-N-Y. Um, or my Facebook page is the name Paul O'Mahony, followed by the word speaker, all one word, Paul O'Mahony speaker. So either of those channels is, is, is the best way to, to, to reach out to me, especially on Twitter, because I do handle and manage my own direct messages there. The Facebook is a lot busier. There's a lot of people liking that page. But yeah, either of those places would be a, a great place to start. Yeah, I love Twitter as well, man. I've been using Twitter for 10 years. I love how it's such a level playing field it's not really victim to the, the algorithms like Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, great thing to hear that you're also playing that space too. So Paul, thanks a million for jumping in with us, mate. Really love the content that you shared. Uh, and for anybody listening, make sure you head over to a2ssummit.com and you'll be able to register. It's free to register. Uh, you can jump in on the VIP option as well to jump in on the extra Q&A panel and to get some bonus programs that come along with it. Uh, but just check out that page there. Paul's going to be in there and we have a number of other incredible guests. Paul, really appreciate it, brother. We always end every interview with this last question. And this question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? I should really have listened to one of your interviews before, right? <laughs> <laughs> from the heart, brother, from the heart. <laughs> This is an overused phrase at the moment, but it's so true. We are living in absolutely unprecedented times. We have the opportunities today that previous generations not only couldn't dream of it, that it wouldn't even be in their wildest imaginations. Years from now, 20 years, 40 years from now, people are going to look back at 2020 and they're going to ask, why wasn't everybody a millionaire? 
I mean, they had everything they needed. The, the world were connected on smartphones. There were more phones than people. You didn't need a license for a phone. You didn't need approval to go out and, and create a business. They had access to Wi-Fi. They had access to all these amazing technologies, but they let themselves hold themselves back. I'm going to quote one of my best friends in this industry and one of my mentors and wrap with that. You have all you need. You have all of the tools sitting right in front of you. Just give yourself permission to do something extraordinary on this planet. Thank you.